Alright, so I hope you're enjoying these little uh, voice note memo clips that are starting and uh, wrapping up these live atches. Um, Garrett Anderson coming at you live September 9th in the afternoon. Um, worked a little bit over this past weekend, which kind of messed up my Labor Day weekend, right? If you got Monday off, which was great. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Um, that's nice, but uh, if you're working the weekend shift right before it, it kind of takes some of the, you know, it's not really a three-day weekend for you. You couldn't really travel, or, or you could, but you'd be on the computer in the morning, you know, getting getting your deliverables in. But um, hey, you know what? I got uh, a couple days off during the week, and uh, frankly, not working that much in the month of September. I saved up some PTO time and going to use it this month, so hopefully uh, it'll be a nice sort of uh, relax into your best self kind of month. Um, you know, make sure I get what I need to get done at work and then, uh, you know, detach a little bit. So that's what I'm doing today. Um, happy to announce I got a last minute gig up at Wild Vines this evening. Um, that's a cool little wine club up in Anthem, which is the town north of where my family used to live up in North Phoenix. So got some friends and, and some connections up there and a uh, cool little wine bar. Um, it's, it's fun to play. They've been very nice. Um, you know, a little bit of a classier place, a little older clientele. Um, so I kind of slide in there and do my thing um, and just try to add to the ambiance. There's this cool uh, chandelier that hangs up from uh, the ceiling up to, like, if so where I stand, where I'm looking out to gig. Um, you know, I'm kind of facing towards where the bars and the tables are. So above the entrance, which is to my left, um, there's this cool chandelier that's, I think, glass blown. Um, so some sort of glass, maybe glass crystal or something. I don't know. Um, I'm not, I don't know that much about like tactiles. Um, but it's wicked cool looking. Um, and obviously as the sun goes down and you know, the, the lights change and inside it kind of makes a difference off the chandelier. So it's nice to look at. So I'm looking forward to doing that a little bit while, uh, trying to hear the music and jam along. Um, don't know what I'm going to play a little bit nervous about that, but this is good. I need to, to shake the rust off. Um, just get back to it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I didn't really get a full Labor Day weekend. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, didn't get a three day weekend, but I'm getting a, a four day weekend this weekend. So can't complain. Can't complain. I guess I would trade for that any day of the week. Really? Maybe I should have just thought ahead and planned some stuff, but, uh, Hey, look, you know, uh, stumbled into a gig, um, just goes to show it, it does pay off to shoot that text message or shoot that Facebook message being like, Hey, you know, just wanted to see if you had any slots available in the next couple months, because it reminds folks that you're looking to play and, and that you enjoy the, the relationship that you want to get back. Um, and it's a, it's a polite enough nudge. Ooh, I hear the dog barking. Hopefully he's okay. Oh, there he goes again. Uh, hold on. Let me undo the blinds here. I was sitting in the dark like a Psycho. Oh, he wants to come in. Hang on tight. Uno momento, por favor. Okay, so Jack is back in. Hey, buddy. Lay down, bud. Um, which reminds me of a quick story that I wanted to tell. So we get Jack, our dog, bones um, for him to, to chew on, right? And they're sort of the, the typical looking bone where it's like some rawhide and then it's got some like sort of stuffing you know, I guess animal parts stuffing, um, or other, you know, tasty stuff for him to chew on. So I never, never really was sure what it's made of, you know, but it's a dog bone. Uh, you give it to him, it keeps him occupied, lets him clean their teeth a little bit. 
you know, uh, they, they feel a sense of accomplishment by, by chewing on it, etc. Um, but, uh, so Jack would put his paw on the bone and then eat as far as his paw and then sort of leave the little, um, the nub part of the bone. So on each end of the bone, it was sort of like curled in on itself, kind of like pretzeled in on itself. So there were two, it looked like a barbell, right? Like you were going to lift a weight. Um, so those little, um, those nubs on the end of the bone, he would leave and he didn't really care for them. He, he wasn't going to chew on them. He... My theory is he is he couldn't get a good grip. Um, oh, sorry about that. The cable, this cable, I got to replace this cable eventually. Hold on, let me hold the mic a different way. See if that helps. Um, so, uh, so he, uh, my theory is he he can't get a good grip of them with his paws. So he he doesn't finish his bones. So over the course of the last couple months, he he leaves these bones, and I'm like, oh, maybe he'll chew on it sometime when he's bored. I thought that with the first one, right? I was like, oh, okay, here, Jack didn't finish, finish his bone. Let me put it in this little basket of dog toys and, like, little assorted bones and things. Um, you know, the pet the pet basket on the ground, you know, where we got some pet stuff that they're allowed to get into in case uh, Charlie or Jack. Charlie's the cat, and he's wandering around right now getting some pets on my legs. I'm not, I'm not really... I'm not giving you permission to pet yourself on me. He's like stealing pets from me. Um, consent. That's the word I was looking for. I did not consent to petting you, sir. See where I'm going with that. Pet rape. Um, but anyway, so Jack, he's, he's not eating these bones, and I'm putting them in the basket, and they're piling up in the basket. <laughs> you know, so you know, first there's one, and then two, and three, and five, and six, and now I've got like a half dozen or so um, pieces of these ends of bones. And I'm like, you know what? These bones aren't that cheap. Like, it's kind of annoying to see how much he wastes based on, you know, how much each bone costs. And I'm thinking to myself, like, maybe there's a way I can... Um, like reshape these into you know big twisty you know longer bones where he can then you know get his grip on them and, and chew them and finish them so I was like you know what that's not a bad idea and I had that idea just sort of fleeting idea random thought one evening um uh and never followed up on it I was like oh well that sounds kind of laborious and a little bit random of a task to do like don't you have important shit to do like why would you be spending your time doing something like that um, and, uh, and then, so I got a little free time with my comp day today and I was like, you know what? Uh, well, actually it was yesterday. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to finally do this. And it was one of those chores too. So my strategy was to boil them. I was like, you know what? Let me throw the, I'll rinse them off. I'll throw them in some water and boil it on the, on the stove and they'll soften up and then I'll lay them out, uh, kind of like lasagna noodles. <laughs> that was my expectation. And then I would twist them together and make these delicious recycled dog treats for my dog. And I was like, you know what, that's, that's really cool. Because I, 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 as probably bad as I am at it, I do value sustainability and, uh, you know, uh, waste not, want not, that kind of thing. I say I'm probably bad at it just because of the lifestyle that, that I'm caught up in and, and living, you know, that uh, driving to work and, and spending money and uh, having mortgages and all that, all that kind of lifestyle stuff. Uh, just but milking off the infrastructure. That's something that I've noticed about humans that we're pretty e like, you know, it's pretty a okay to just be like, yeah, well, you know, we're milking off the infrastructure. 
Um, and the infrastructure is so important and I think so maybe under understood. Um, I can't really describe it that well, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're okay with that. Uh, there's a lot of caught up in like, what do you do for the rest of the time? But in terms of plumbing and water and heat and air conditioning and, and roads and like community, uh, communication, um, telecommunication, internet, all that stuff. It's like, oh yeah, I use that all too. That's just a given right? It's like, whoa, 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 I'm not contributing to that infrastructure very much. Like I am in my own tiny little piece at work, but, um, but not towards the fundamentals. Like I've got some cousins that are electricians and I think I've mentioned this before, but, uh, you know, just super proud of them and like inspired by them. I'm like, Hey, that's really cool. You guys are like building the foundation upon which everyone else lives their lives. You know, I think it's like truckers or like, you know, America runs on trucking, and it's like, well, yeah, to an extent, for sure. Like delivery and getting people and and objects, you know, to and fro. That's so that's so critical. And then everything else is just sort of like, let's keep busy and like uh, exchange stuff and uh, waste stuff. Which was the point that I was getting to was uh, waste not want not, right? So um, I had this vision in my head of making these twisty little recycled dog treats for my dog. So I throw them in a pot of water, I start boiling it, and I'm like in productive mode, right? And that's, that's why it was like easy to do in that moment. I was like, you know what, this will take me three minutes. Like, let me just rinse them off, throw them in the water. Okay, turn it on, walk away for a while. So walk away for a while, I'm doing other things, laundry, um, you know, tidying up the dishes, whatever, um, maybe hanging out with the dog a little bit. And um, I end up upstairs, I probably jam. Uh, I've, been, I've been, you know, obviously practicing a bit and jamming while I've got some free time. And, uh, and uh, so I'm doing whatever I'm doing, whatever. Uh, I come back downstairs and uh, I'm like, oh, what is that smell? Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, I'd forgotten that I'd put them on the stove, right? So I run over there and I'm like, oh, okay, this thing is at like a rolling boil. It's now turned like brownish yellow, the, the liquid. Um, and these rawhides had, in fact, uncurled themselves, right? And they were kind of laying flat. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. But there were also these red insides that are sort of... Um, the, uh, they're like an undertone of the bone, right? If you don't pay too much attention to it, you, you see the rawhide, but you don't see so much of the red that's like the little layer inside. And that must be animal parts, I think. It looks like tongue, maybe. Could be beef tongue or pork tongue or something. Um, but it looked, it looked pretty gnarly. And it had been boiled, right? So I don't think, this was not in my vision, was that by boiling it, I would sort of reinvigorate all that tissue and all those things. I was like, oh my gosh, did I just like activate some enzymes? Because all of a sudden this started looking like fairly healthy animal parts right it had some liveliness to it um and so I, I go to dry them I, I pull them out with tongs I've got uh I've got dish gloves on because I don't have like protection for my hands and I wanted to work with them while they were still hot so I could you know manipulate them um I thought they were going to lay flat like I don't know like cookie dough or <laughs> um you know a pita or a lasagna noodle that really is the best uh, the best analogy here but I thought they were going to lay flat and I was going to be able to pick it up and uh, or like like pretzel dough um that was my expectation but uh, these things were a little more rigid and they wanted to like sort of bounce back into the shape that they were um maybe I could have cooked them longer but at this point the kitchen and the hole downstairs smells like crap it smells like really gross animal parts that have been boiled on the stove for a while and uh and I start thinking to myself I was like does Jack thinks this smells good um does Jack think that this smells good? 
and I was like, oh man, this smells this is gnarly. Like maybe, maybe there is like you can smell the the hardiness of it, but maybe ugh, yeah, it was ugh. 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 Yeah, like that. That's how it smelled. So I'm like, okay, this isn't going great. Um, it's a little bit messier and smellier than I expected it would be. I thought it was going to be a little easier. Um, so I'm pulling these things off. They're still hot. So I've got like dishwasher gloves on. I look like, uh, you know, someone washing the dishes with these long gloves on white gloves. My hands barely fit into them. Um, yeah. So I did just admit that my, my hands fit into my wife, my wife's gloves, <laughs> my wife's gloves. Sounds plural. Uh, uh, my wife's gloves. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's one pair of gloves for one wife here. Um, and uh, so anyway, I look a little ridiculous. I'm using tongs and a fork to try to spread the stuff out. I discover the gross tongue-looking red part that's inside, the inside layer. And then there's also some, like, crumbly meat part. It looks like ground beef of, like, just crappy meat part that you would feed a dog. And I was like, I was starting to get unappetized. I was like, this is gross. Like, should I even feed this to my dog? And I was like, yeah, maybe it's really good for him. I don't know. If he likes it, maybe I'll, you know, he does enjoy them. He just doesn't enjoy the uh, little nubby ends. So um, I was like, all right, well, I, whatever. I will not judge that part. I, I should probably look into it so I know what the hell I'm feeding my animal that I'm responsible for. Um, but, uh, hey, I think it's going to be okay. He's okay thus far. Um, <laughs> let's be reactive with our health care instead of proactive here. Let's not think, oh, what am I putting into his body? Let's think, well, if his body starts breaking down, we'll, we'll pay attention to him and do something about it. Um, there's my little commentary on healthcare. Um, yeah. Woo! Ay, caramba. Heard a very good radio lab about, um, I think it was called Playing God, maybe? Um, it was about medical triage. And in emergency situations, the sort of... Um, experiences and thoughts that go into triaging who you provide medical assistance for when you've got limited resources and more need than you have supply. Um, so it was a very interesting episode, but, uh, but yeah, I digress. Um, healthcare, that's a whole nother, a whole nother conversation. Um, so I'm like, all right, you know what? These things are, lo they laid out flat. They weren't curled up anymore. I was like, this is actually pretty decent. Let me put these in a plastic bag. Um, and actually first when I, when I was working with them and I realized how sort of flimsy they were, they felt like tissue now. They didn't feel like, like hard bone rawhide anymore. Right. I, I had like put a bunch of water into it. So I'm like, you know what, let me put these on a, a pan and I'll dry them out in the sun for a while. So that was intermediary step. Um, and, and then I put them into a plastic bag. They were still a little bit mushy feeling. I was like, I don't think these are going to firm up, um, like, maybe I would have to bake them in the oven, and fuck no, I'm not doing that. Like, it already smells gross enough. So, I'm like, we, we need to move this along. We need to move this process along. So, I put them in a little baggie, and I had mentioned that they seemed somewhat invigorated right by the water by boiling them, these little animal parts. And I'd, I'd shoved them back together to resemble little sticks, um, sort of what, you know, a little dog bone treat would look like. And I'm talking about maybe, uh, let's see here, nine inches or so, um, kind of laid out flat, and then a diameter... 
about the size of um, this microphone that I'm looking into, which is not a helpful reference for you um, because I'm staring at it and, you know, like a microphone, a regular old like snow cone looking microphone about that wide and about eight, nine inches long. Ladies, <laughs> calm down. I know what you're thinking. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so these are the, the size of the, the dimensions. Those are the specs of these recycled dog bones in a plastic bag that looks somewhat reinvigorated. And I'm like, whoa, what, wouldn't it be fucking weird if I put this bag away and like this tissue started like coalescing and like these little animal parts that had been reinvigorated? Like now let's get a little sci-fi with it, right? Maybe there was some sort of spell in the boiling or this was just a, you know, a different sort of life form creature organic creature that, that could do this right that had this property so um, imagine if next time I go check on the bag it's a little bit bigger right and it's grown a little bit and it's merged it started fusing with itself and it turns into this gross animal parts thing you know that comes out with like rawhide sticking out from its back and its arms like a stegosaurus like oh just this evil monster of uh, recycled dog treats <clears throat> And uh, it, got, it got a little scary. I was like, shoot, should I just abandon this project? Should I throw this stuff away and, like, make sure it gets out in the next time the, tr the, the trash truck comes? Like, I don't want this stuff around me very much longer. Should we go find a dumpster somewhere to throw this out? So I was starting to, uh, to get a little concerned. Um, I also offered Jack one. Um, Frank, it, it was, you know, fresh out the oven, uh, fresh off the... Uh, so it's funny, I was going to say fresh off the grill because they were sitting on top of the grill, but they were, I didn't grill them. They were sitting on top of the grill on a baking sheet and then baked in the sun for a little bit. Um, I guess I could have grilled them. <laughs> I should have tried all these different methods and then compared them. I also should have taken a before picture. I do have an after picture that I'll share if I can remember to do that. I'll probably put that up on uh, Facebook when I promo this one, uh, this live at you. So, uh, so lo and behold, you know, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I put them in a plastic bag. It's still sort of stinky. I put it outside in the garage. We've got this little bin with pet stuff. And I'm like, all right, this is where this will live. Um, very good. No big deal. Um, so today, um, and so I was just interrupted by Jack barking to need to come in, right? Um, today, when we got back from our walk, I uh, gave him one of those, and he took it outside with him, and I think he enjoyed the whole thing, because I don't see it laying around anywhere. Um, it might be in the backyard, but I did take a quick stroll, because I was curious. I was like, is he going to eat these? Or are these going to be good for him? And then, uh, I guess now we're in the observation phase, if this was like a scientific experiment. Now I just need to monitor him for any gross farts. Um, so I'll have to ask my wife and children while I'm out at uh, Wild Vines playing some music tonight if, uh, if the dog's farts are stinkier than usual. And then uh, maybe we won't continue giving him these recycled dog treats. Um, but yeah, that's the update on the, on the dog treats thing. Um, real quick, I wanted to make a couple announcements and then uh, wrap this up. Um, so a couple weeks ago I was talking about floods in Ellicott City. They were um, really, really... Um, just a disaster, devastating, uh, very damaging community. Um, those folks got together and had a response unlike um, anything um, you could imagine, and, and yet uh, exactly what you would expect from, from that group of people. So uh, kudos, my hat is off um, from a distance, um, you know, sending, sending my love, although I know uh, in, a, in a crisis and in a rebuild, you know, prayers aren't really going to, put uh put you know 
foundations back and, and repair glass and, you know, repair the roads and the sidewalks. I mean, it was, it was an effort. So if you want to help, um, ecpartnership.org, they are still needing donations. Um, they've got a, a helpful little website. Um, it's, um, uh, this seems to be like one of the most legit ones, right? That's, that's out there. So I did want to point people in a direction where they could help. Um, it looks like donations are, are still needed. Uh, they do have a note at the bottom that says at this time, we do not need clothing, bleach, latex gloves, latex gloves for, for making recycled dog treats, um, household lawn and garden bags or water, um, thanks to generous donors. So they're covered on all those things, but, um, but they do, they do need some more help. Um, very expensive to repair everything. That was quite, quite a flood. ecpartnership.org. And then um, you'll, you'll see on there where to donate. Um, uh, another cool thing, um, well, you know, when, when God closes a window, he opens a door kind of thing. Uh, because the downtown and area of Old Ellicott City is in rough shape and, and in repair, um, they're holding the Main Street Music Fest at Meriwether Post Pavilion, which is cool. Um, way, to, way to keep your eyes on the prize and, and making good things happen, guys. Um, the fifth annual Main Street Music Fest will be held at Meriwether Post Pavilion in Columbia, Maryland on Saturday, September 24th this year, um, which is super cool because I will just so happen to be back in town. Um, and I may try to swing over there for some afternoon sets. Um, tickets are 12 bucks and children 12 and younger are free. Um, and, uh, just a beautiful venue. I haven't been to Meriwether in quite some time. Uh, I saw a lot of shows there, caught fish for, for two nights in a row. Um, a couple times, um, they, they played a fun junk jumping Jack flash, um, set uh inside of a ghost and then the saw it again bit oh they, they kept bringing back saw it again that's what it was it was uh it was pretty fun good set um saw the almond brothers with my parents there with phil lesh and friends co-headlining phil lesh and friends went first and uh i think jackie green was with them uh really cool um lineup of of lesh and friends and um i think campbell that Campbell guy that's that's got his hands in everything. He was playing guitar too, I think, and singing. And then the Allman Brothers crushed it. Uh, great time hanging out with my mom and dad. Uh, so great memories at Meriwether Post Pavilion, and they're you know having their Main Street Music Festival there this year. Um, so that's that's really cool, and it's in partnership with the ecpartnership.org. EC for Ellicott City, ecpartnership.org. Um, this is fun. It's fun to have like official announcements to make. Um, I, uh, posted a demo plus. So if you're unfamiliar, a demo plus is a mashup of one of my original songs, um, mashed up together with a live performance of it, uh, acoustic demo version. Um, sometimes I'll flesh out a, a little, you know, a couple tracks of a demo. Um, uh, in fact, on standing above the world, I've got, um, some clips in there that Kenton Dunson collaborated with me on, um, back in back, like, many many years ago i've got it written down somewhere on uh, on facebook i think or in the uh in the track notes on soundcloud maybe but uh but yeah so demos plus um demo plus is is a mashup and uh features dunson um my good friend and former uh, bandmate from luca he is doing his hip-hop thing and i couldn't be proud of her uh more proud um prouderer i couldn't be prouderer man um, yeah, Kenton's a huge influence and, and uh, inspiration for me, uh, and uh, I, you know, lucky to 
lucky to have had so many cool experiences with him and uh, hopefully more in the future. Sorry, I got some alarm going off. Oh, don't need to do that. That's a work thing. See ya. This is my day off. All right. Um, <laughs> see ya. Um, so yeah, Dunson is, is featured on uh, Standing Above the World. So check that out. It's got a really cool, he, he had some really cool beat. And uh, what's really interesting to me is that because he put his voice on top of, a t- you know, my tune, it gave my tune a different life altogether too, right? That's the beauty of collaboration. That's, that's obvious. But for me, it's almost a, a really sweet reminder because I'm like, yeah, that's part of what I'm excited about in terms of uh, trying to expand my songwriting mission, not just the live performance mission, but as a songwriter, I do want to have these collaborations and I want to see what, um, you know, different artists would do with, with different tunes. Um, just to put this out there, Here's some of the tunes and, and things that I'm thinking of. Um, now, a bunch of these are originals, but you'll get it. I'll just read the bands. Let's see. Oh, shit. So, Standing Above the World, I think Dave Matthews' band could absolutely crush. And uh, somehow, if I could get this tune into their hands and, and have, you know, hear the band put their spin on it, that would be amazing, right? Um, so, hearing my tunes in a different sort of life form. Um, I was thinking uh, tune to ALO, Animal Liberation Orchestra. Um, out of California, I believe. Um, I think San Francisco area, if I'm not mistaken. But they're buddies with like Jack Johnson. Um, I think Jack Johnson could have a field day with five or six of my little tune sketches. Um, spend a weekend in Hawaii uh, with Mr. Johnson and uh, try to try to rip out some tunes. I think that would be great. Um, I've got one where either Kings of Leon or Elvis Costello might be good on that. That's actually Caveat, which has a Demos Plus. So go listen to the Demos Plus of Caveat on SoundCloud and think to yourself, what would this sound like if Kings of Leon or Elvis Costello or maybe both of them together? What if they approach this song? And that, my friends, is the vision. That's what that's what makes me excited. I'm like, ooh, what if that happened? That'd be sweet. Um, I've got uh, two tunes that I thought uh, Joe Bonamassa or Gary Clark Jr. could do very well. Um, and that's just a, a little smattering. And the idea is if I could get just like one or two of those snowballing, I feel like I would be able to just roll with it. Um, you know, um, be able to make the time for it. If it started giving back, right, monetarily, <laughs> specifically, um, but yeah, I, I, like I imagine going and spending a weekend with like um, Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys in Nashville, I believe. Um, he seems like a really cool guy. I've read uh, read a Rolling Stone article um, that was kind of hanging out with him, and then also heard him on the Joe Rogan podcast, I believe. And just seems like a super duper down to earth, like let's get down to let, let's like let's work at our craft kind of dude. And I think he would bring out some really really cool colors and textures and and experiences from me um, if we got to collaborate. Um, so Dan, if you're out there, um, I'd love to go kick it for a while. Um, bring some other friends into the studio from the Nashville scene. I don't know. That'd be fun. I would, I would be so terrified if that actually happened. If, if Mr. Auerbach was like, Hey, yeah, come on, fly down. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Auerbach, Auerbach. Um, the Black Keys dude, the Dan, Dan from Black Keys. Um, I would, have I been clicking this pen this whole time? I really apologize if I've been doing that. That was just absent-minded of me. Um, got to teach myself some some better awareness while I'm on these things 
Um, so, anywho, just had to share that little uh, songwriting career vision with you guys in case there's anybody out there that hears this and is like, hey, you know, you need to get in touch with this person. And I'd be like, thanks. <laughs> Who can I tell them sent me? Tell them Jimmy sent you. Tell them Jimmy sent you. That's what some guys at the uh, guitar shop said. Oh, quick update on my guitar. I think, I, and I'm embarrassed to say, I think it's just a battery. I think I just needed to replace my battery on my uh, Godin because it's got this um, electromagnetic humbucking pickup, right? And then a um, piezo or piezo pickup for the acoustic part under the bridge. And yeah, I think the battery was run, running low and it was just causing some wacky S to happen through the electronics. So I replaced the battery. It seems to be playing well. I got to play it a bunch earlier in prep for the gig. Um, and in fact, I think I might wrap this up with, uh, with going and, and press and play and doing a little bit of warm up and maybe recording that, dropping it in here as a little outro bit. Uh, maybe we'll see how that goes, but, uh, yeah, I hope everybody's doing good. Um, I, uh, I've got the gig tonight. I landed a corporate gig, um, for sometime next week. And then the fundraiser for the Oak Creek watershed is next Friday up in Oak Creek, Arizona. So, um, that'll be really nice. I got some friends up there, um, who will, uh, have me stay over at night in their camper out in their driveway. So that should be fun. This like refurbed 1970s camper. So, um, I'm excited about that, but, uh, yeah, so good things on the horizon, but I got to make sure I'm fresh and, uh, I'll go, uh, rehearse a little bit. Um, you know, break my equipment down, take a quick shower, uh, and then, uh, get out to the gig. All right. So everybody be good. Um, I love you. Is that, is that weird to say? I was gonna, everybody be good. I love you. Love you. Good night. Love you. Peace. Baby, have you heard the news? I ain't ever gonna lose you. In my heart and you're on my mind. Telling me it's gonna be.
And I don't know Should I rest or should I worry Won't you ease my mind And ease it in a Baby, can you tell me true? How do you come to be me and you? It's a big old world and that's understood. I guess I tend to underestimate the good. When I don't know, should I rest or should I worry? Won't you ease my mind? Ease it in a Cause it's the last stop before laying up. It's the last dance to say goodbye. She's got to ride to Alabama. I gotta take to Big old world and that's understood I guess I tend to underestimate the good When I don't know Should I rest or should I worry Maybe I should go to the down as well. I don't know Should I rest or should I worry Get that bass note in there, I don't know
how do I get out of that? Shoot. Maybe the fade out. Maybe that's the end of the song. Uh, maybe. Baby, baby, can you tell me to? We've got enough of this by this point, right? We, we don't need to go back to that. It starts off slow. Let the energy continue. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to wuss out on the fade out. Fade out wuss out. That's what I say. If you're fading out on an album, wuss out. Psych. I'm just kidding. Besides, after 70 years, what he goes there for is to unlock the door. Well, men around him criticize and see. While the fracture in that breaking wall, I see you, my friend, turn your face again. Miracles will happen as we speak. We're never gonna survive unless we get a little crazy. No, we're never gonna survive unless we are a little crazy. Are the people walking through my head? One of them's got a gun to shoot the other one. Yet together they were friends at school.
Thank you guys for checking out the live at you. Hope to catch you live. Peace.